Hello and welcome to Fundamental Foundations. This is Pastor Chad Muncy of the Foundation Church of God in Noblesville, Indiana. Uh, we're glad that you're joining us again for this podcast. And uh, today, a little different than us looking at an article or even a scripture and uh, kind of flipping uh, roles here, reversing roles. Uh, I'll be interviewing Trevor Fannin, who's uh, my partner here on the podcast and the youth pastor of our church at uh, Foundation Church and just kind of um, uh, hearing some insight from him today. So Trevor, we're glad that you're with us. Of course, you're with us every week. But, Absolutely. <laughs> uh, to share with you and um, just uh, neither one of us have shared a whole lot of, uh, not as per se testimony, but uh, somewhat testimony of just his church background. Mm-hmm. Um you know what that looks like uh maybe a little bit of uh when god called you to ministry kind of youth group that you came from and stuff so Mm -hmm. all right so um really i've been a part of the church of god my whole life um and like i'm kind of like you like my grandpa my uncle and all that like family is in the church has been in the church so the church of god is definitely has been a big part of my life for most of my life and um, so I've, I've, it's just always been a part of me. Um, when I first got in a youth group, you know, I just was kind of like the awkward kid, didn't really fit in. Um, and that was, see, I'm 21 now, so that would have been like when I was 13. Obviously, if I'm 13, I'm going to be an awkward kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so 13 years old, didn't really fit in. Uh, kind of, we had like a change in in. Uh, leadership at that church at the time so I kind of got out of it Um, I didn't really get into back into it until really I was like 18 I just kind of was one of those kids who was playing church to be honest Um, and it really took going to youth camp and I was actually working a kids camp where God kind of like gave me a wake up call and was like, "You're called to youth ministry. Act like it. Like you're called into to do more than just exist here and do nothing. Like you're called into ministry. Act like it." So from then on, I just continued to follow God's call. I went through the Camden MIP program in 2015 and got my license in ministry, and I was serving as a youth leader at uh, Driven Youth Ministries up in Kokomo Mm -hmm. um, under Pastor Teddy Kahn, and then uh, kind of felt God calling me here, prayed about it, talked to my pastor, and um, now I'm here. Yeah, and we've known each other for a couple years, and I've known each other um, more in that role of kind of uh, someone who's working camp and then a student. Uh, who attended camp for yeah. you, and then, and then a worker of camp, and um, and of course you mentioned Teddy Khan, uh, your former youth pastor and a great friend of mine, and an awesome man of God. Absolutely. And um, so with that, you know, you mentioned that you were working kids camp when you kind of felt God speak to you about that call in your life, mm-hmm. and that it was more than just existing. It was there's a call that you need you need to go further than just helping out or just being a, cal- a cabin leader at a camp or something. Mm-hmm. What? How did, um, like you mentioned, Teddy, how did the influences in your life, and Teddy's one of them, if there's mm-hmm. some others too that you want to mention, I'm sure your pastor and mm-hmm. stuff, but those influences on your life, and how, how much did those people who are like mentors to you 
um, help affect or influence you in your walk with Christ and drawing to that point where you felt that call in your life and maybe even getting back into church in 18, mm-hmm. uh, getting more serious and getting to where you are today as, as a minister, a licensed minister with the church mm-hmm. God and accepting this role of coming on board in a church plant to start a youth group from scratch really. And mm-hmm. uh, what did those mentors play in your life? Well, really, well, I think my biggest mentor throughout the whole thing has been my grandfather. He has been the person who has always, always encouraged me um, to go after that calling that God has placed on my life, to walk in my calling, to really just pursue God above everything else Mm -hmm. and pursue a relationship with God. And I kind of just always leaned to him. If I ever had a question, I asked him. I worked a lot with Teddy. I mean, Teddy was my Teddy is the person that I have always considered to be my youth pastor. Yeah. Even when someone else was my youth pastor, mm-hmm. Teddy was my youth pastor first. Yeah. He's always been my youth pastor. So he was another huge influence, I'd say, right underneath my grandpa. Mm-hmm. Um, he was always, you know, checking up on me and asking me how I was doing and, you know, being where I was at at the time. Most of the time it was in all honesty a lie of like oh yeah I'm fine when I really wasn't Um, Mm -hmm. I just didn't really want to admit the uh, the um, gravity of the situation that I was in so you know just he was always there Um, and he still is to this day there Um, he just called me the other day actually and we talked a little bit and then my uncle obviously he's been my uncle my whole life so he's always been there as well and they're they're all it's all just kind of these people who have just been constants and I think that's what's really um, helped me is that those people are always going to be there yeah as long as I am alive and they're alive they're going to be there for me and that's really what has helped me continue is knowing that I have those constant people in my life yeah, it's such a valuable thing, and uh, you know, as you was talking, and you mentioned like Teddy will always be your your youth pastor. I think of like uh, Pastor Jerry Martin that I served under, and like that's that's his position. To it's you know when I first, when I left Portage, I remember him saying something in my final service of like now you're you know you're kind of in the same rank or same kind of. Uh, fellowship as me I guess you could say as you're a pastor in the state too and as he's saying that I'm thinking like no you're my pastor right you're still right. my pastor yeah. even, even though I'm pastoring a church now in the state like and we are brothers in Christ in that sense but you're still pastor Martin to me. like yeah. you're still yeah. my pastor and and that's even with dad being a pastor growing up but like dad's and dad was a great pastor to me but he's also my father and so to have those roles and and like you said to um to see that that discipleship and that mentoring doesn't have to always be right um, right in the church that you're in or something. It can happen yeah. even though there's distance that comes between because of, of you know, following the, the leadership of God mm-hmm. on our lives and, yeah. and that we may not be right with those people who are mentors that really instill in our life, mm-hmm. but they're still so vital and they're still someone who we know that just at any time we could call. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and contact. So that's great to hear. Well, we're definitely glad that you're here on board and excited of, of what um, you believe God's going to do here. And 
why don't you just take some time real quick we got a couple of little questions asked that's dealing with discipleship um, and uh, but what's some things you'd like to see in youth ministry here at foundation what's some some plan the kind of your heart with youth ministry not really pertain yeah I know you know the questions we're going to look at in just mm -hmm. a second here but not as much as we can't bleed into those, but just some, some things in your heart with youth ministry and things you'd like to see happen here at Foundation in the youth ministry of our church. I think the main thing that I want to focus on is that feeling, and it's going to be kind of like our inside joke again, but that kind of a feeling of a family. Yeah. Um, that, you know, yeah, we may have our little fights here and there, but we're going to come back together in the end and, you know, make up and be good to go. I want to create that family atmosphere more than anything. Mm -hmm. I think one of the main keys um, is relational discipleship. Mm -hmm. um, we have to make sure that, yeah, there's going to be clicks. Those are completely inevitable, but maybe not so tightly knit groups, but mm -hmm. more of a everybody is friends with everybody mm -hmm. everybody knows everybody or maybe even it's like yeah we have our little loose groups of friends but as a youth group we are all very close and yeah. very tight-knit yeah i think that's going to be the main key is is really getting that core group of people who want to passionately pursue god as a group and mm -hmm. together because mm -hmm. you know there's there's times in our christian walk where especially in that high school atmosphere where you feel like you're alone and like you're mm -hmm. the only one who believes the way you believe and I think a youth group is key to knowing that you're not. Mm -hmm. To know that you're not just alone in the world or alone in your school or alone wherever you are. Mm -hmm. To have that family of believers to be there to believe with you and to support you in whatever you're mm -hmm. doing. I think yeah. that's going to be the key. Yeah. And you mentioned relational uh, discipleship. And that's one of the questions we have. And, and you know, discipleship in the church, when you... Kind of hear discipleship in the church, you think either it's uh, some kind of eight-week um, special class that's been set up or it's it's small groups or something like that. And uh, But what does, uh, and, you know, expounding on that, that uh, phrasing of relational discipleship, what does discipleship look to you in youth ministry? How does discipleship look in youth ministry in your eyes? How does that work? I think discipleship to me would be having having like a team of leaders in place that are you know a little more mature in, the, in their faith. Not to say that I'm the most mature in my faith, of course, yeah. but to be there as a guide and to be there as an example and to be there to be real mm -hmm. and to be there to be like, yeah, I've messed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're probably going to mess up too. You're definitely going to mess up at some point. But here's how you can continue. Here's how you yeah. can grow from it. Here's how you grow as a Christian. Here's how you become a Christian even. I think that's going to be key is to have a group of leaders with me um, that will be able to walk somebody through. Kind of mm -hmm. just being there, making sure that they don't feel that alone yeah. feeling that we talked about earlier. Yeah. I think the, you know, the verse... Um, and Paul wrote, I just follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Mm -hmm. And how important that is, that we're open to live that life in front of people, uh, that we help them realize, yeah, there's going to be mistakes that you can make or that will be made, but there is a way to live this life for Christ where those 
are few and far between. Mm-hmm. That as you grow in Christ, it can it can go from just you're not serving God to maybe there's a struggle to then it is a mistake if it happens and mm-hmm. it's not a you know and to be open and honest with them sometimes. Yeah. You know, we have that where uh, someone's like, oh, man, I'm really struggling with your walk, with my walk. And it's like, no, no you're not. You're mm-hmm. actually not because it wouldn't be this consistent yeah. of, of uh, issues. But uh, that's good to hear that and to, to see how important it is that we come alongside. And that that's came out of people coming alongside you, correct? Absolutely, yeah. Um, there's been times in my life where, like, I just didn't I felt I felt that loneliness so much and so so strong and so I don't I don't even know like I can't even really describe it but it was just didn't the loneliness was so thick for me mm-hmm. and so heavy that I was just like why am I even doing this like why am I doing this it's just me it's mm-hmm. just me and and for a while it's just like I don't, I don't need to do this there's no reason for me to mm-hmm. so it, it really took people um, um, two people really, Candace and Dylan Costin, to to come by my side and be like, you know, you're not alone in this. And and in the time that I was there at Kokomo, they became two of my best friends to the point where I literally called them like mom and dad, jokingly, because I would co- come to their house on the weekend and we would stay up and talk till two or three o'clock in the yeah. morning. You have to be at church at the in at seven a.m. or eight yeah. a.m. And we're like, well, I guess it's gonna be another four hours of sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah. Like. I felt like literally every weekend it felt like a youth camp night where we stayed up super late and talked. Yeah. And it was like, like just talking about our week, talking about random stuff, mm-hmm. and it was stuff like that that made me feel like less alone. I guess you could yeah. say, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've uh, a familiar phrase uh, that can be kind of uh, open and vague, but uh, the phrase of like youth ministry is important. I think we've all kind of heard a phrase like that, right? Of youth ministry is important. Um, I want to break that phrase up and kind of add to it. Of uh, why is youth ministry, in in your thoughts, uh, your experience, what you've seen, why is youth ministry important to the teenager? To the teenager, it kind of goes back to what I talked about before. If you have that belief in place, or even if you don't. You're kind of finding that group of people that approach things and think differently. Mm-hmm. They don't think like everyone else. They don't think about, you know, like, oh, that new rap album or, you know, this or that or the next party and things like that. They, they really, truly have their mind set on things above. Mm-hmm. And that is a place for people to come and be like-minded with like-minded believers like we talked about before to build those relationships and it's also a place that equips you for the rest of your life, to for the future. You can mm-hmm. grow. You can truly become part of something. And that's kind of one of the things I want to do is kind of like bridge that almost, you could say, generational gap, yeah. really, between becoming a being a teenager and then becoming a young adult or, as we would call them now, college and career age, mm-hmm. where... Like, okay, now I'm out of the youth group. There's no more fancy lights and all that stuff. Yeah. What do I do now? Yeah. Like, that's not really what I want to focus on. I want to focus on getting back to the basics, kind of like what we've been talking about here with Foundation. Yeah. Is getting back to the basics of true ministry. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think it means to a teenager is getting back to the basics of things, mm-hmm. getting to be a place where you can come together with other people 
and believe the way that they believe. Yeah. I feel in church, you know, we've we've did things to cater to different ages, but in that catering, we've also um, compartmentalized. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like the youth ministries over here, children's ministries over here, your young adult ministries over here, if you even have that, your uh, men's ministry, this ministry, senior adults over here. And it's like we none of us can interact with one another. That's how it is. And how powerful it is when... Uh, like you mentioned your grandfather, mm-hmm. how powerful that is to sit down with an older uh, believer in Christ who's seen miracles that we haven't seen, who's had to rely on God and have faith like we're not used to because of what all's um, more available to us. And and to be able to um, have someone in a position like you who recognizes that and will say, you know, it's important that my teens interact with people older than them. And even if it's even someone much older mm-hmm. coming in and speaking of their faith because it will help their faith, how powerful that is and how uh, how vital that is than just having something that appeals to a teen, but it's something that appeals for them to come in to an environment that's creative for them to grow in Christ and be... Uh, mentored by people throughout the church of all ages uh, that can help them grow in their walk. And that's awesome to hear you, you know, have that kind of heart and realization that that's so important for the the team. And I think to speak to that really quick uh, before we wrap up, it's a two-way street. Yes, it is. That's that's something that's very important. It's a two-way street. Yeah. I could have a teenager who's willing all day to talk to, to someone older in the church, but if that if that person in the church is just going to look at mm-hmm. them like another mm-hmm. snot nosed brat, I guess you could say, yeah. or you know whatever, yeah, as a cliche it, kind of phrase, yeah, 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 as a, yeah, as a really cliche phrase, like yeah. anything that they ask you, it's it's going to seem like you don't care. Yeah, it, you have to you have to realize that yeah. they are the future. They are they are the next you, really. So talking on that point, great segue into that that second part of that question of kind of defining a little more is how important is youth ministry to the church? Then I think it's probably one of the most vital things. I really do because without a youth group, what is next? You know, yeah. when as as your people get older, if you don't have a youth group there to move up into that mm-hmm. church, what is next? Yeah. You don't have anything. Yeah. Your church just grows old. So with the being next, how important is it do you see for teens to be active in church now? Like active in the main service, active in just ministries that the church does that so many times as churches we've almost put as like only adults can run these ministries or only adults can be active in this ministry how important is it if if we're really saying uh there's no church tomorrow if we don't have teens then how important is it for us to make sure that the teens are active in ministries that are happening right now in our church what's your thoughts on that it's probably one of the most important things to have them in ministry um it kind of goes back to that first thing we could at this point we have kids that are smart enough to run an ipad those same kids could run our PowerPoint, yeah. honestly, if we yeah. wanted them to. You know, um, we were kind of talking the other day about um, at at the office about how 
I think Nathan had said at his church that the kids ran the the uh, the projector yeah. at their church, and like that's that's something small, but to a kid that's like the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. To a kid, you're giving them an opportunity to be there and to be doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe if they're really young, they don't really understand like that. That's there. That could be a form of ministry for someone, yeah. but it is, and it's kind of yeah. getting. It's like you could say getting your feet wet. Well, it's like when I did youth ministry for, you know, I could hand a teen, which I did, I would hand a teen, um, you're in charge of raising money for YWA. They'd raise $3,000 in giving for YWA, which is a mission thing for Mm -hmm. those who might be listening who don't know. It's like a youth mission thing in Church of God. Um, So they raised like $3,000 through organizing fundraisers and stuff in a period of like, uh, let's say I'd be about you know five months maybe, but then we don't think they could help in another fundraiser in the church, right? For or like the, the main church, you yeah. know, or we don't like, think they could help with anything. Yeah, they else? can play <laughs> get, they can play guitar for the praise team for the youth praise team, but they can't do it on the main stage of the sanctuary. Like, how did we get to that point where where we've put that barrier there? And just how vital it is to break through that. I think it is. It's so vital because we're living in a world that's always changing. I, I, I mean, sometimes it seems harsh to say, but we have to adapt. Mm-hmm. We have to bring those younger people in because they are able to do more and more. Yeah. Like I just said, those there's kids who can operate an iPad better than most adults can. Yeah. Why are we not taking those skills and using them? Yeah. For the glory of God. Yeah. I think that's very important. Yeah. Well, Trevor, thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Uh, just your heart and your desire to see um, uh, our youth just ministered to in, in a sp- certain way to see them grow and, and to be mentored, to have that discipleship aspect. Uh, that's not just fun and games, but that there's a ministry really there. And wanting to see them active in our church too, and the value of that, as you mentioned, how important that is to make sure that our youth are part of the church today. Absolutely. Yep. So, well, thank you. Thank you for listening. Please comment uh, on our Facebook page with this, and uh, just let us know how we're doing. Thoughts that you may have too. Anything that you want to share, and we'd love to go back and kind of recap some of those. And uh, just any ideas or things you'd like to hear us talk about or cover. And then, of course, our church. uh, We are getting ready in two weeks to have our first pre-launch service and uh, preview service. I'm sorry. And uh, anyone who's interested in that, uh, just contact us for more information on that. Still looking uh, for a couple of different positions that we've mentioned as far as drummer, sound. And then, of course, children's ministry still have uh, not really... Uh, covered that yet so um, we've had a couple people who's who's kind of spoke to us and praying on that but if you have any way you'd like to be involved we definitely want to hear from you and of course if you're attending a local church uh, speak to your pastor first get their blessing and their approval and um, or blessing I guess more than approval but <laughs> just uh, that we want you in good standing as you leave wherever you may be at now. But if uh, you feel God's placing on your heart to come be a part of our ministry and part of our team and, and what we're doing here at Foundation, we'd love for you to come be a part of this. But thank you for listening today to Fundamentals of Foundation.